Hello again, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Cotton Grower Magazine's Cotton Companion Podcast. As we record this, it's officially the second day of spring, but you'd never know it based on temperatures today and for the past week pretty much all across the country. It seems like just as activity starts to gear up on non-cotton crops, Mother Nature says not so fast. And I guess that's okay, particularly after the last few years of planting into cold, wet soils, especially throughout the Mid-South. I'm Jim Stedman, editor of Cotton Grower, and with me is my friend and your friend, Beck Barnes. Now, Beck, I know how much you love cold weather, so I'm sure the past week's been pretty insulting to your normal nature. But as someone reminded me last week, this really falls right into the normal cotton belt seasonal pattern of winter, followed by false spring, followed by late winter, and now heading into pollen season. Yeah, it is definitely pollen season. I'll give them that. I, I don't, we have, you said false spring. I think it's better summarized as fool's spring because- uh, Fool's spring. I, yeah, that's right. That's much better. And I am that fool every year. It seems like about two weeks ago- <laughs> We had two or three days of, you know, 65 and sunny, 70 and sunny. And, you know, I was outside. I was frolicking, Jim. That's how excited I was outside, <laughs> ready, ready for it. And, uh, yeah, now I look out the window. It's 43, cold wind blowing, gray, trying to spit mist every now and again. It's just kind of yeah. ugly outside. And it feels like it's been that way for quite a while. So, I mean, boo-hoo for me. You know, I, I want to get some sunshine. I know for our uh, farming listeners, our grower friends, um, yeah, like you like you alluded to, they're trying to get those soil temps up. They got a corn crop. They're trying to get into the ground at this point, getting the itchy trigger finger on planting some other stuff, hopefully planting some cotton uh, and lots of it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for fool's, I think we're in fool's winter now. I'm ready for true spring. Bring on the pollen. Bring on the pollen, and particularly it's, it's those parts where you have, if you have a white vehicle, it's going to turn yellowish green here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. we're used to that at this point. Well, anyway, in our last episode, we spent uh, a bit of time reviewing some of the events and happenings during the recent, recent Mid-South Farm and Gin Show. And that includes the presentation of the 2022 Cotton Grower Cotton Achievement Award to Jimmy Sanford during a special luncheon. Now, in his acceptance remarks, Jimmy had some great things to say about the cotton industry, including the importance of family and the importance of getting and staying involved. So today we wanted to take a few minutes to share the audio from the award presentation in Jimmy's remarks with you. Yeah, that's right, Jim, and I'm happy we're getting to do that. I know that we would not have the opportunity to have that luncheon, to hear from somebody like Jimmy, to give him the, uh, you know, the recognition that he deserves without our great sponsor uh, for this program, which is Americot. So we want to welcome uh, Americot, you know, Americot with their next-gen brand, Cottonseed. Uh, we want to bring them uh, here onto the Cotton Companion podcast. We recently uh, had our custom content editor, Larry Elward. He sat down and visited with Dr. Chase Sample, Americot's market development specialist for the Mid-South. And they talked about several things, including uh, Mr. Jimmy Sanford and that awards luncheon, as well as a lot of their great uh, next-gen seed varieties. So we want to share that conversation with you right now. Hello, Chase, and thank you for joining us on the Cotton Companion today. Yeah, appreciate y'all having me. It's good to have you. Can we just start off by having you tell our audience who you are and what you do for Americot and their 
next-gen seat brand? Yeah, so I'm uh, Dr. Chase Samples. Everybody just calls me Chase. I, I like it that way. I am the market development specialist for the Mid-South. I live in Mississippi. Um, my family has farmed in Mississippi since the last four or five generations. So I've been in and around cotton most of my life. That's great, Chase. We at Cotton Grower recently collaborated with Americot at the Mid-South Farm in Jinsho, Memphis, for the presentation of our Cotton Achievement Award to last year's winner, Jimmy Sampert, thanks to the generous sponsorship of Americot. Can you just talk about what it means for Americot to be able to support and shine a spotlight on guys like Jimmy who lead this industry forward? Uh, it means a great deal to the company. Guys like Mr. Jimmy, you know, they're committed to cotton and its industry. In my mind, and I think in the company's mind as well, he embodies what it means to be an American cotton grower today. We all got to sit and talk to Mr. Jimmy. Um, Mr. Jimmy is a very humble, humble guy, you know. He's done tremendous things for the cotton industry. And he's a quiet leader, you know. He's not some guy that's going to get out there and beat his chest, but he's done huge things in the farm bill. Yeah, he was one of the key guys around the seed initiative for the farm bill so that it could be viewed as an old crop and he's really just a servant to his fellow growers you know guys like mr jimmy they're not somebody that would ever want to just get out there and say you know hey i want an award they don't want to be noticed but you can't help but notice them because he's just he's that type of person while americot is a national brand there too keep local regional focus on the various regions of the cotton belt Next-gen seeds are bred to fit every region of the U.S. cotton belt. As we know, in the latest variety introductions from the past two years, 3195B3XF, 3299B3XF, 4190B3XF, and 5150B3XF, all seem to be making waves in every corner of the cotton belt. Can you tell us more about them? Yeah, Mr. Larry, I, I sure can. 3195 has had a phenomenal run across most of the cotton belt. You know, we released this variety in 2021, early, mid, maturing, broadly adaptive for just about any scenario that it's ran across to date. Really good fiber package, um, travels really well. You know, we got guys all the way up in Virginia growing it. It's gonna be our number one product in the Mid-South where I'm at. It's gonna be one of the biggest selling products we got across most of the Southeast. And then we got guys up in, in Kansas and Oklahoma and places like that that are even growing 3195. 3299 was just released last year. It's a real good companion product, 3195 in these earlier mature markets. Had a lot of success with it in the Mid-South. Some of the best cotton gin in the Mid-South from Clarksdale North was 3299. The guys out in Georgia really like it because of each storm tolerance and the frequency of hurricanes. Got a lot of guys in South Alabama trying 32.99. Um, and then being tighter in the burr like it is, we're seeing a lot of guys out in Texas start to kind of look look at this one. So super excited about 32.99 and its potential in our lineup. 41.90 is kind of like our workhorse. Big player for us in the South Delta, big player for us in South Texas, big player for us in Georgia. Anywhere that we're growing mids to fulls, 4190 is making waves in those markets. It's very broad. Biggest thing, biggest deal with 4190 is management. You got a lot of guys out there that have grown Delta Pine 1646 or Americot 5711. 
4190 is going to grow similar to those. You know, full season, got a lot of horsepower. You know, just got to stay on top of it. Next gen 5150 is continually impressing growers across the Titan Belt. Some of the best yields and best fiber that have came out of a lot of our region have been 5150. Big player for us in Alabama. Big player for us in Oklahoma. Big player for us in parts of Georgia as well as up along the East Coast there. So super excited about these four Bogard three products that uh, we're currently leaning on pretty heavy. Chase, in looking at an even newer seed introduction, what can you tell us about the four latest class of 2023 next-gen Bulgard 3 drive-on with ExtendFlex variety releases? Yeah, Mr. Larry, we're super excited about this first class, the Thrive-On products that we're releasing. 3327 is going to be an early mid mature variety super early gonna you know up like the boot hill of missouri you know up there in virginia places where we really want to grow in early and even parts of the delta as well as the southeast gonna get some play with 3327 excellent vigor will probably set the standard for vigor across the cotton belt 4343 consistency super consistent variety tested very well in the mid-south had a really good showing here, had a really good showing in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Going to have a similar growth habit to something like 4936, which has been a big player for next gen in the past. So not going to be something hard to manage. Going to fit a whole lot of scenarios. 4335 to me right now is probably my pick of the class. How big of a footprint it's going to have from east to west how big a footprint is going to have from north to south and how many different environments we're going to be able to grow 4335 in it is going to fit you know i got guys in the mississippi delta that 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 plant cotton on a 30 to 35 cc shark blood 4335 will fit that i got guys that are going to plant cotton on dub silt wall it's going to fit that we got guys that grow cotton on sand in georgia going to fit there excellent fiber package excellent vigor excellent yield potential 4335 is my is gonna be i think our go-to thrive on in the future and then 4350 fiber quality to the t i mean there ain't another way to explain 4350 um excellent staple gonna be primarily a texas product to stay in those harsher growing environments where they stay in a lot of droughty conditions um but the staple on 4350 is phenomenal and those guys out there have to look really pay attention to fiber quality and i think 4350 will be a player chase that's exciting for our listeners i know and we appreciate you joining us on the cotton companion today and we look forward to a continued partnership with your team at america on our achievement of award luncheon in future years until then we wish you all the best chase boss well, america thanks y'all i thank y'all have a great day, Mr. Larry. Thanks, Chase. You too. Well, many thanks to Larry and to Chase and the folks at Amiricot for that message. Now, quickly, before we get really started, uh, two things to keep in mind for right now. First, one final reminder, the March 31 deadline for completing the 2022 registration for the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. It is an online process. There are plenty of options to help you complete and submit the application on the website. You'll find that 
at www.trustuscotton.org. And second, we want to make a shameless plug for Cotton Grower. Each year, Maestro Media Worldwide is tasked with keeping our subscription lists up to date, not only for Cotton Grower Magazine, but also for online and email programs like our weekly Cotton Grower News. That requires permission from our readers, and we want to make that process as easy, as easy and rewarding for you as possible. Subscribe and or renew your subscription. Simply go online to www.cottongrower.com slash C-G-E. In return for your, uh, for your time, we'll mail you an official I Am an American Cotton Grower bumper sticker. It's the perfect, perfect accessory for your truck, your tractor, or your picker stripper. And thanks in advance for your continued support with that. Yeah, Jim, I, I want to jump in there and just say real quick, what a sticker sharp. Uh, <laughs> got the American flag on it. It's very patriotic. Uh, and all you got to do to get one of those bad boys is just renew your subscription, which, by the way, is free. All you got to do is fill out a couple of couple of lines and, you, and you're good to go. So, uh, yeah, we would certainly appreciate it, gang. Well, now to the other message of the day, which was the presentation of the 2022 Cotton Grower Cotton Achievement Award and the acceptance remarks by Jimmy Sanford. What's interesting in his remarks are the comments that he uh, directed to some of the dignitaries in the audience, folks like uh, Jared Small with Americod, uh, our longtime economist friend, Dr. O.A. Cleveland, Auburn's legendary entomologist, Dr. Ron Smith, and past Achievement Award recipients, Hollis Isbell, Sledge Taylor, and Mike Tate, among others. It's a great message. It's one worth hearing, and we hope you enjoy it. Now the reason we're all here today. You know, looking back, each recipient of the Cotton Grower Cotton Achievement Award brings his and her, because we do have uh, Larkin Martin from Alabama, uh, received the award several years ago, bring their own qualifications to this award. Everyone's an excellent cotton farmer and a highly regarded industry leader. Others have included researchers and some outside-the-box visionaries who challenged long-established thinking and production practices and helped make cotton production all the more efficient today. And then there are those who selflessly work and coach quietly behind the scenes to help build relationships and consensus for the betterment of the cotton industry, as well as for other state and local organizations. That's Jimmy Sanford. Jimmy's chairman of the board of Home Place Farms in Prattville, Alabama. He's a fourth generation cotton producer whose great grandparents established the family farm back in 1881. And it's a farm that comes with a proud lineage of service to the cotton industry, to the state, and to local activities, including some well-known Alabama leaders, James Thomas Murphy, McQueen Smith, and Will Howard Smith. Jimmy will tell you he does not like the spotlight. And if you know him well, you'll understand the challenge we had in getting him to accept this award. It's part and parcel of, as Jared mentioned, his leader-servant mentality and his approach to life. And as he told me, leader is an adjective. His calling is as a servant, and he's happy to be involved if a group calls him to do so. Fortunately, he's answered many such calls over the years. Everything from Alabama Power to the Alabama Farm Bureau to Southern Cotton Growers to Alabama Cotton Commission, National Cotton Council, and the Auburn University Board of Trustees. 
He's also founder and president of Autauga Quality Cotton Association and chairman of Choice Cotton, both located within minutes of Jimmy's office. And I dare say to many of you in this room, he's been a mentor and a guiding example for many, many years. Jimmy, it's not bad for somebody who, as, as we discussed earlier, uh, was determined not to farm at one time. Um, I think really and truly you had no choice. He's a proud Auburn grad. Uh, like I said, he currently serves on the Board of Trustees, and those Sanford family ties to Auburn run very, very deep. It's where Jimmy met his wife, Dot, who is with us today. They have three children, Susan, Catherine, who is also with us today, and Will, uh, all Auburn graduates as well. And I believe there's also a granddaughter who's a freshman at Auburn right now. It's a war eagle indeed. It's a very tight, supportive family. They're one of the primary reasons Jimmy's been comfortable stepping away for his long list of off-farm industry involvement. It's a true multi-generational family success story that Jimmy is rightfully proud of. Needless to say, the cotton industry shares equal pride in that long list of contributions that Jimmy has provided to us. And with that said, and without further ado, Jimmy, please come forward. I'm honored to present you Cotton Grower Cotton Achievement Award for 2022. Praise God for not only this day, but for each one of you. It is truly a day grown and made in the USA. <clears throat> I wish we could say that slogan more often. Back when that slogan was coined, uh, we made a lot of cotton in this great country of ours. But truly, as you look at the fabric of our lives, this room full describes all of those two sayings. The, the fabric is made up by relationships, which is truly represented in this room today, from all walks of the cotton industry that serve us from education, extension, to agribusiness, you name it, they are represented in this relationship of fabric. Of course, the thread that goes through that fabric is cotton, isn't it, OA? <laughs> OA gave me a hard time when uh, he first walked in the, th in the room. The, some of you may not know this, but uh, Auburn hired Mississippi State's athletic director a couple of months ago. And the first thing OA had to say to me is, why'd you steal him? Now it's your responsibility, Sledge, to get cotton fabric in all the athletic teams at Auburn University. Now that's, that's a pretty tall order, OA. <laughs> How many of you got at MSU? Zero. Yeah. The other, uh, the other word is integrity that this room represents. Uh, everybody in this room defines that word, integrity, in all that you do in your various walks of life. But you know that I am totally embarrassed, Jim. Uh, I don't represent uh, the things that, that he just said because they're all uh, gifts of God and this is embarrassing to me because uh, truly I'm undeserving two of those people that are deserving are over there at, at my table uh, it just so happens that uh, for some reason Dot uh, chose to accept my do you call it a pro 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 proposal or, or how, how did I do it I can't even remember how I did it <laughs> 
But it just so happens that in 1970, Jim, that was uh, the year that I returned to the farm and that we got married. And so uh, 52 years, uh, going on 53. And we all know that people in this room can't do what we do as servants in this industry without the family support. And that's the third word is family, is that we, we cannot do this without our beloved ones. I'm humbled because of those that have chosen to spend their time here by the choice that you made to come. I know each one of you have many, many long list of things to do. And this is probably number 69 on that list. And yet you bumped it up to number one. So on behalf of Catherine and Dot and I, you truly honor us uh, by being here today. I'm grateful for this industry from all of our organizations. Today, I'm grateful for Americot. As, as you heard Jared mention, uh, they're moving into the Southeast, Jared. I, I believe, I may be mistaken with this, but I believe you've, you've opened up a breeding station in, in Georgia, Ronnie, is Americot? Is that in Leesburg? And so we welcome you to the Southeast. And we look uh, to the future for Americot in our region of the country. And that's where the integrity comes in, is that uh, they are willing to sacrifice as a family. Mr. Hicks is willing to sacrifice that family to come and join our families in the Southeast. So we're grateful to Americot. Also, we have another family uh, represented here. Uh, You've heard from Beck and, and Jim, who we hear from them all the time, don't we? I, I'd like to know what goes on behind the scenes. I, I don't, you know, we can't see these two guys when they're talking to each other. Oh, hey, you reckon they're sticking their tongues out at each other? Or what, what kind of signs are y'all giving to each other? But anyway, we, we, we know the two of them real, real well, but we got the opportunity to meet Joe Monahan today and Amy. Guess what? That's another family operation. It started back in 1932 with Meester. Uh, I remember them, uh, Ron Smith and OA, I remember them uh, publishing a lot of uh, catalogs, Eddie, uh, uh, Eddie McGriff. I, they, they published a lot of uh, books that helped uh, producers and uh, helped the extension of, the, of that knowledge. But they, they started with two brothers, and then that went to two sons, I like to call this the two, 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 two. And then they went to two daughters of those sons uh, and married a son-in-law who got involved in the business. And some of you know Gary Fitzgerald. I remember tall Gary and I'm so short. Uh, I remember the first time I met him out in California, I believe. And now they have two, I'll, I'll go back to the first generation they have two great granddaughters that are running basically the company. Now, Joe, you may disagree with that, but I, 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 I know one of them is a CFO, I believe. Is that right? I'm just keeping the secret. Yeah. <laughs> so what better could we have in this family setting to have two families that come and join the Cotton families in this room? So we are great with the Sanford family. We are all grateful for 
uh, these two families that serve our industry so well. And finally, I've got to say something about one of my mentors. I've got many, many mentors in this room. Uh, Hollis Isbell, uh, OA did a great job. OA, thank you for that. Uh, but I can, I can remember back during the Boll Weevil eradication, Mike, uh, we, Georgia knew how to do it right, as they always do. And I, and I say that affectionately, Ronnie. Uh, they, they, they had one referendum on the Boll Weevil eradica eradication. You know how many referendums we had in Alabama to, to get it through the state? And of course, North Alabama, TVA area of Alabama was totally, the infestation levels up there were, were probably half of what they were in my part of the state. Uh, everybody said, we don't need to eradicate the weevil in North Alabama. And the leaders of Hollis Isbell and that family and the, and the Tate family uh, stepped forward. We had leaders over in the Sand Mountain area, Richard Lindsay, uh, Nick McMicken, uh, Nick was, Nick, Nick wasn't born at that time, I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so somebody turned this into an Alabama affair, so I, I, I apologize to all of you non-Alabama guys, but, uh, but uh, we voted 17 times, Sean, to get that through the state of Alabama. <laughs> And if it hadn't been for the National Cotton Council helping us, along with the Extension Service of Ron, uh, I'm not sure the, the eradication would have gone any further. Uh, but these guys in North Alabama, so many of them are here today, they stepped forward. And that, that's why uh, I enjoy being related to these guys as an extended family. So I thank uh, these leaders and I'm going to steal one more tagline. I know you're tired of hearing me talk, but uh, I don't have to do this in this audience, but OA, one of the things that I like to do in an audience of city folks, I like to have someone standing at the door checking the label as they go out the room. Uh, OA has a, a tagline that I really like is, give the gift of cotton today. You don't say tomorrow or next year, you say it today. So thank you for giving the Sanford family the gift of cotton in so many wonderful, God-given ways, and we thank you for who you are. So all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cotton Companion Podcast. We want to thank Mr. Jimmy Sanford for his uh, sincere and timely remarks about the cotton industry. Uh, we also want to thank of course, Americot and Dr. Chase Sample for the, their uh, custom content interview that they uh, supplied for us. And as always, thanks to you, dear listeners, for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And if you like what you've heard, please be sure to spread the word. Tell your farming friends and neighbors about the Cotton Companion podcast. Here's where and how they can find us. You can find the Cotton Companion in three easy ways. First, go to cottongrower.com forward slash companion or simply click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. Second, subscribe to our channel on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts these days. And three, sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, The Cotton Grower E-News, that's delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday morning. You can do that by going to cottongrower.com forward slash subscribe. Also, be sure to follow Cotton Grower on social media. We are 
at Cotton Grower Mag on Twitter. And on Facebook, you'll find us by searching for Cotton Grower Magazine. The Cotton Companion Podcast is produced twice monthly by Tyler Hatch and Kim Henderson, our talented colleagues at the World Headquarters for Meister Media Worldwide in lovely Willoughby, Ohio. I'm Jim Stedman, East Beck Barnes, and we'll be back with you in a few weeks with the next episode of The Cotton Companion. Yeah, he works and he works and he works and he works all day. God made it for him. Yeah, he